And we're recording. <laughs> Hi, welcome to Already Cancelled with Finn. I am Finn. As usual, I am high. So get where I'm at, not where you are. Uh, <laughs> and I'm cancelled this week. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm cancelled this week because, like everyone else this week, and I think it was like yesterday and today, found out that Brenda Song and Macaulay Culkin had a baby. Now, is it a surprise to you that they were together? I'm canceled because I had a bet going on. I just lost fifty dollars. <laughs> fifty? Fifty. Fifty. But a friend and I had a bet going on that um Brenda's song would go back to Trace Cyrus before having a kid <laughs> with Macaulay Culkin. This is why when everybody was telling me all like telling me that they had a baby, oh my I was God. like, I don't want to talk about it because I said she would go back to Trace. I think I'm sort of surprised to hear that she was with Trace because I, I haven't followed Brenda's song that closely in like her real life until around now-ish. So I knew that she was with Macaulay Culkin, but I didn't know that she was with him, uh, Trace back in I, the day. I always, I, you know me, I like connecting celebrity dots. Like my favorite celebrity dot uh-huh. is, so you know I love, you know I love Fall Out Boy, you know I love Ashley Simpson. Mm-hmm. So Ashley Simpson uh, and Pete Wentz, had a kid. Oh, okay. The kid's godfather is uh, Travi McCoy. Okay. Ashley Simpson is now married to Evan Ross. Yeah. Wild. Ashley Simpson is (laughs) Diana Ross's daughter-in-law and Tracy Ellis Ross's sister-in-law. Woo! (laughs) That right there. And Jessica Simpson... It related to all of them. Also, I still don't forgive y'all for Why? how you treated Jessica Simpson when she was pregnant. <laughs> I really don't forgive y'all. Y'all need to like the fact that a woman can carry a child is already weird enough. Y'all need to stop judging. Yeah. Because they're being natural. I don't know what y'all niggas doing, but they're being natural. <laughs> Today's guest, <laughs> when I say this is the homie, when I say this is the homie, this is my artsy ass homie. All right, like this right here, this person is the life of the party. Aww. Um, every time I see a picture, there's that one picture of us at a party, and I'm wearing the vest. And a tie, uh-huh. I think, and I'm holding a beer, and you and I are both just smiling, beaming ear to ear. And I'm just yeah. like, oh my God, that is me and Alon. That is definitely us. That oh, is definitely I- us. Ooh, I miss oh, parties. <laughs> oh my God. Oh my God. Because we didn't even meet at a party. We met on the street. We met on the street. Like, I came up to you, it was like, I love your pants. So we met on the street. I liked your pants. We had a 
had some weird mutual connections in the group and um, that we don't really speak of anymore. And uh, <laughs> and it's been like 10 years. <laughs> yeah, because we met when I was 18. We saw each other around for a few years. Mm-hmm. And then one day you hit me up and was like, yo, you want to come to karaoke? And then ever since then... Is that when that happened? Oh, shit. That's how that happened! <laughs> <laughs> and I just so happened to live around the, like, around the corner from where karaoke was going on. I was like, yeah, let's do this. I, you know, you the homie. I see you around. And then, like, now it's weird because, like, you are one of the deepest connections I have when I think of Wally. Aww. And like I love you, and your mama is bomb. Yeah. Yo, yes. one day I'm gonna just I'm gonna just like buy all the cakes, whatever cake she makes. She she makes cakes for fun now, um, but not like she doesn't really decorate them as much. She's more on the like experimenting with different things, and she's more on the culinary stuff, like uh, like food food, um, these days. She's actually moving back in like two weeks. I know you're happy about that. Oh yeah. But you tell me what kind of cake you like. And if you come down, I got you. I'm gonna be like, yo, I'm up in here. And that's it. I'm up in here. I'm up in here. All right, so tell us, you know, what you do, who you are, you know, um, pronouns, no real job. We want to keep our jobs. So, like, you know, what it is, what it is. (laughs) Um, I am Alon. Hi. She, her pronouns. Um, I am a writer. Uh, My dream job is to write for television and film, but specifically television right now. Um, I am a super nerd. I love all things superhero movies, except for DC. Marvel, I should really say, honestly. But <laughs> DC needs to get You know how I feel together. about this. You know how I feel about this world of DC and Marvel. Look, I love Marvel. I love the MCU, Marvel Comics. I'm getting into the comics of, side of everything um, right now. But um, DC's got it down with all the animated stuff, though. DC's oh, my God. Oh, my God. Animated. Oh, my God. Harley oh, Quinn oh show? Have you seen the Harley Quinn show? Yes. And I love it. I love Harley Quinn. I, you know, I we all watch Justice League at some point in our lives. Or yeah, Young Justice. Yeah. I, I still need to watch Young Justice. It, young Justice it. is really good. Mainly because, you know, Nightwing is my favorite hero. Like, he's my yeah. favorite. So, like, you get to see Nightwing in it. Yeah. Um, and it's, like, it's it's a whole world of just... DC has a great formula when they put it in an animated film mm-hmm. or, um, or in a comic, but they don't have it for live action. But then, like, I was never a Marvel kid. I like I used to watch X-Men on Saturday morning, but like yeah, it wasn't same. my dream. It would part like it just wasn't for me. Right. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah. But then, like, now in cinematic form, yeah, I'm all about it. Yeah. I love those movies. I know some people are going to hate me for that, but, like, I was a DC kid. That's okay. Anyway. (laughs) That's not what we came here to talk about, but I love love (laughs) being able to talk with you. (laughs) But we've, I mean, yes, we were all kind of talking about, like, superheroes and shit like that, because we were going to talk about Invincible. That show is intense. Yo. I hate his daddy. His dad needs to go. Spoiler warning. Uh, <laughs> if you haven't watched Invincible, um, uh, we're about to talk about it for like, what, a minute? <laughs> a minute. A quick a quick minute, maybe, maybe uh, 120 seconds, okay? Uh, but no, right. like, his, no his daddy ain't shit. The daddy ain't shit. shit. That last episode? That Fuck last- his daddy. Fuck his daddy. Okay, surely he's going to lift this mallet. This this lion guy is going to lift this mallet da- uh, and and right before he brings it down on his on his baby, he going to come and swoop in. No. Mm-mm. That nigga just let him die. <laughs> I think he wants his son dead. I, I really do. That. Because like no, what killed me? What killed me is when he had to go was it to the moon to fight that inspector guy yes. or whatever. Mm-hmm. And then nigga was like, "This is Earth." And I'm over here like thinking, "Oh, so, dad- <laughs> so like your daddy had some kind of yeah something going on." Yeah. Invincible is fuck, and the comics aren't shit either like they're the same level of ain't shit did you read those i i started reading the first one okay and I it's good read it. yeah i've heard it went on for like 15 years yeah i was like i'm never gonna catch up <laughs> i mean I, I i don't know some maybe you know oh yeah you have a regular job yeah I have a job where they kick me out of the office for two days a week now. <laughs> I wish they would kick me out of the job. <laughs> I'll be like, look, I'm gonna, I'm gonna do my I'm gonna do my work and then I'm gonna read comics all night. There was one time I read I read um like five Daredevil comics in one weekend when I was eight years old. No sleep. Man. Like the volumes and everything, like the yeah, thing. yeah. I've got so I've got two that I need to catch up on because I've been. There's a podcast that listen that um that covers one of these, and I really want to listen to what they have to say about it. But it's Saga. Have you, have you read Saga? It's been out for no. a while. Um, I haven't read enough to give you a description of it, but I love the artwork. It's beautiful. I have the compendium. <laughs> it's like it's it's like almost three inches thick, and um, I don't know why I did this to myself. Um, <laughs> and I also have the first ten volumes of. Well, I won't say the first ten. I have like six more volumes of the Sandman comics, uh, that graphic novel. Oh my god! Have you done that one? No, I think you should definitely. That one is it's Neil Gaiman. Um, 
yeah, uh, amazing story. It's about Dream. Uh, his name is Morpheus, but um, he's Dream. He, he's over the Dream realm. His siblings are uh, Death, Destru- is it Destruction, Desire, Destiny. Um, there's another D. I don't know. They're all Ds. And um, mm. <laughs> and Dream gets captured for 70 years, and it shows the aftermath of that, um, what happened to the Dream World, what happened to the real world because of the Dream World um, over that 70 years that he was gone, not controlling it. And all these magic pieces like his his helmet, his, his sand pouch, his um, he's got this ruby, all of those things were dispersed. So he has to find those things and then take back, take control over the dream realm again. So um, that's what the story is about, at least in the beginning. I don't know. <laughs> it's beautiful though. <laughs> it's I have to check that out. I have to check that out. I'm, I'm looking for more things to read. Yeah. Um, Cause right now I'm on a, I'm on a break from, I'm on a break from novels. Mm-hmm. I'm on a break from novels. Um, I feel like I read novels or I read like autobiographies or whatever mm-hmm. all the time. <laughs> and um, it's, I'm at a point where I need a, a moment. I need to visualize things. Yeah. And need- yeah. Um, I don't know. It's like, because like, I feel like I have overload in my brain. So like back when I was like, you know, like reading comics and graphic novels and stuff like that, and I need more, but I'm also afraid to go into Strand right now. Strand. Strand is that really big ass bookstore in Manhattan by Union Square. It's like three or four floors of books. Oh, no, it's the, the basement has like all these religious texts. Oh, man. And it's like you got, they've got like the Quran next to the Bible. And then it'll be, and then they'll have like multiple versions of the Bible. <laughs> I saw a book of Wicca right next to it with this giant, like this giant Bible that looked like it came directly from the Vatican. Whoa. And I was like, this is fun. <laughs> I'm just here to get the. They, I'm just here to, they were like, we're gonna put books that have nothing to do with each other, or like exactly a little just, bit in history. <laughs> I'm just there to buy the Dead Sea Scrolls. Okay, I am. <laughs> why do you have so many versions of the Bible? I know, I know. One of the. I need you guys to stop. I need you, you to stop. Compare, you know, you can compare how. Um, writing things over and over again will change things. Will change. It will change. It will change things. It will change. I'm not here to. Okay, you know what? <laughs> <laughs> uh, all I gotta say, re- going back to Invincible real fast. I think Dad is trying to conquer the world, and yeah. he's trying to get rid of all the threats that would would stop him, including his own son. So, because he was. Not trying to show his son that he disapproved of him getting powers. He was secretly hoping that he wouldn't, so he wouldn't have to get rid of him. Was it the second? No, it was the first episode mm-hmm. when the aliens came and and him and the teens were fighting them. Yeah. And then it was the second episode, wasn't it? Yeah. 
And then his dad came out of the hospital, another spoiler, and just went through and um genocide. Genocide. <laughs> now that was like such an OP oh shit. Did he just wreck this entire planet? Did not leave one. Not a trace. Not one trace. The last pop back up here on Earth, like what good, my nigga? Oh, got a headache and I gotta shave my beard. Oh, I need a shower. (laughs) What? Like, what the fuck are you talking? Cool. Cool. Those Viltrumites. Look, man. I don't know. I, I, I saw it as like old school missionary type shit where it's like, oh, us Viltrumites, we were all dispersed across the universe to different planets to help each planet. It's like planets that needed your help. Who asked for you? <laughs> England? Like that, that need you to do it? And I think it was Spain. like a, a sugar-coated Actually, we're here to conquer your planet. Exactly. So each each planet in the universe would be conquered by a Viltrumite, completely making it a, a Viltra, a Viltri universe. <laughs> like I don't know. I don't know. Maybe maybe comics are here to teach us lesson. I mean, the creative muse is there to tell you the future right in some way in a creative way that you might understand or or i don't know it, it, i think it's just there to, re- to relate to you how mm-hmm. what you're going through mm-hmm. this is how other perspectives see it yeah you know um i mean stan lee did it with x-men stan mm-hmm. lee did it with everything i mean if it wasn't for him Spider-Man would not have gotten married in New York City. It, it was a little period. <laughs> New York City, only New York, <laughs> would shut down an actual baseball stadium to hold a wedding for Spider-Man. Fucking Stan Lee. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Are you drinking tea? Um, drinking tea. I um, <laughs> apparently a side effect of having ADHD is um, having a lot of liquids around you. So <laughs> I heard that it was one of those really weird um, call out Facebook posts where it was like, hey, you have ADHD, right? Um, how many drinks do you have with you at all times? And, well, I got my water. I've got my tea. And I've got my cider that I can't drink yet because I took my Adderall not too long ago. But I didn't even line that up. So, yeah. And I would have, like, maybe a little coffee or um, uh, a chocolate milk. (laughs) You know, I I, I, I miss chocolate milk. I miss chocolate milk. It's the best. I miss it. why, Why can't you have it? So it doesn't taste the same with almond milk. Hmm. And I'm lactose intolerant. So maybe try oat because it doesn't taste the same with with almond. It doesn't taste the same with 
oat, but I think it tastes closer with oat. I'll give it a gander. Um, definitely get like oh. if you get like the Trader Joe's oat milk because that. You want me to go to Manhattan? I mean, you want me to go to Manhattan and wait on a line that wasn't even there before COVID? <laughs> no, the lines at Trader Joe's were 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 those bitches were prepared for COVID. Oops, <laughs> I forgot you're in New York. Those bitches were lining a up. Type of New York. There's a, I mean, there's a Trader Joe's. I remember I used to live on 72nd and Broadway on the west side. <laughs> and there's a Trader Joe's right up the block. And the Trader Joe's line would go up Broadway and over to, I, I want to say, 70, 70, 72nd. Yeah. And then that was before COVID. Mm. Those bitches were ready at 6 a.m. <laughs> on a Saturday morning. Nothing. Okay. Now the line is around like two blocks. And bitches just trying to get into Trader Joe's. Don't be trying to go to the Trader Joe's wine store either. The Trader Joe's wine that's store. A separate, that's a separate, yeah. Separate store, right? Just yeah. to, the, to the left of it or something. Yeah. I've never been. I saw everybody walking with their Trader Joe's bags and I was like, oh, it seems like it's in that direction, but I didn't have time. You know, you you have to make time. You have to make time. I love Trader Joe's. I do. I just got to sneak in like around, like if I get off work early, mm-hmm. I sneak in, go into Trader Joe's real fast midday because the lines aren't that bad midday during the work week. Then I sneak on out. <laughs> don't tell nobody I already have my own tote bags so nobody has to know that I paid for Trader Joe's mm. so that way they don't go in there and try to create more lines got you you're not trying to advertise it at that time I'm, I'm not trying to advertise that I know how to yeah. get in and out of Trader Joe's <laughs> I'm not okay so the real reason with you. <laughs> Okay, I don't know what to do today. <laughs> Listen. <laughs> so the real reason we are here today is because we had uh, come to an idea of like this is a good thing to talk about, and I like talk. I think this is a great mm-hmm. thing to talk about with you mm-hmm. because you and I had kind of similar upbringing, but very different at the same time. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. and I feel like you know, I can see us understanding where the other is coming from when Mm -hmm. we say, like, we're unlearning certain patterns that we learned from my parents. When did you start realizing that you had to unlearn them? (laughs) Like, maybe two years ago. (laughs) (laughs) Two or three years ago when I um, decided to go to therapy. Uh, That'll wake you up. (laughs) That'll wake you up. And I want to start with saying my parents, my parents are amazing and they, I honestly, I I wouldn't trade them for anything. Um, There's just, there's certain things that I have come to realize in, in the last little bit of time that I'm like, dang, I wish I wish um, things were different 
for the kid me. Yeah. Um, Cause that would, that would have helped so much with what I have to deal with now. And cause I feel it's so weird. Cause I like, feel like a, I, I feel like a child now um, because I have to start certain things over. Mm-hmm. Uh, I have to rethink things. I have like that unlearning comes with having to start from scratch. So I'm like, dang, little, little Alon, <laughs> little Lani, you, <laughs> you did all right. <laughs> you did you, all right. You, you did the best you, you could, did. baby. You really did. You yeah, really did. You did your thing <laughs> with what you had. Um, and I will say I had a lot. I had a lot growing up. Um, there was abundance, but there was also there were certain things that were completely missing. Like I needed some structure in my life. You know, my mom, she worked a lot of jobs and I needed somebody to be there to help me with homework or to make sure I did it. Um, or, or to... <laughs> Cause I'm home by myself. <laughs> and yeah, there were, there were just like certain things that I'm like, I really needed this specifically. Yeah. And, um, and then like my parents were also pretty young, I guess. Like my, my parents were like 22 um, when they had me, but they were definitely, they were on the more mature side because my mom grew up with a lot of cousins. And of course she was like one of the older ones. So she had to raise them and that took away some of her childhood. But and she wanted to make sure that I got that what that meant like almost saying yes to a lot of things and Mm -hmm. there were certain things that I guess I needed to have no or um if I wanted to quit I should uh, something that I there was more of a like hey maybe you should just keep trying it I feel like I could have been a great soccer player (laughs) yeah I feel like I could have been a great soccer player and my grandparents said Nope, we're not gonna do that. I feel like I could have. I feel like I could have gone to regionals with color guard or winter guard. My grandparents were like, <laughs> "Nope, you're not gonna do that anymore." You know, I feel like I could have done so much regionals, man. I was the one who always wanted to quit things. So <laughs> I also, I think I could have also been a great soccer player. But I remember the last time I played. I remember this so vividly. I was this is I was that kid in those movies. And oh, I know no. you know what I mean. You know what I mean. I get the ball. I'm like, it's my time. It's my time. I'm running. And you ready to shine. I, I'm running, kicking the ball. Everybody's cheering on the on the sides. And, I'm, and nobody, nobody can catch up to me. I score. And I'm like, why isn't everyone excited? I, I, I went to the wrong goal, man. I went to I know. the wrong goal. I know. And the reason why nobody caught up to me is because no one was chasing me. Because <laughs> they wanted me to do it. <laughs> they wanted me. I get it. <laughs> I get it. I really do. So, um, uh, yeah. That's been there. That. Been there discouraged me from doing sports ever again (laughs) quidditch (laughs) yeah because like it allows us 
to, because you know me, I was raised by my great grandparents. Mm-hmm. It wasn't that there was no structure. It's just that they were tired. Yeah, <laughs> they were grandparents. They were great grandparents. Oh, they were great grandparents. Oh shit. Yeah, that's that's a difference. <laughs> they, they didn't. They were tired. They had done the shit. Okay. Like three times. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so if I said I wanted to do something, they were like, "Okay, cool, go do it, boo boo." And if I said I wanted to quit it, they were like. I don't know what you want from me, boo-boo. Like, we support you either way. We're on your team. <laughs> well, if that's what you want to do. You know, no one no one can say anything, you know? Yeah. But then, but then, like, don't you quit school? That was the only thing I was not allowed to quit. <laughs> I was not allowed to quit school. Yeah, no, that's out of the question. But it also allowed us to, as we got older, we got a little bit more relaxed. Mm-hmm. And, like, Every time they would say, you know, you have to have, you have to go to school, get, you know, get a job. Mm-hmm. You have to have a plan and you don't go according to that plan. Yeah. And you start doing it on your own. Then you feel that necessary need to like, yeah, I'm, I'm doing this because I have to, not because I want to. Mm-hmm. And then it's the That's only sweet. thing. Yeah. Because like they allowed you to quit so much that it never gave you structure or force out of like what you really wanted to do yeah the the drive to even like to push through there's like a healthy there's the healthy push through you know where you're like i want to (laughs) quit i want to quit this so bad because it it hurts or it's tiring or um you're not having fun in that moment, you know, because yeah. even, even with the thing that you would love to do, like when I sit down to write, sometimes when that story is like stuck, I'm like, why do I do this? Right. Oh man. Look, <laughs> man, look, man. It took me three years to write chapter one. <laughs> it took me three years to write chapter one. And then How I said, you, you know now? what? Chapter five. <laughs> And, you know, I don't know where it's going. I've lost the plot of it now. (laughs) I knew where I wanted it to end. But I've also been working on another project that's taken me about two years to get where I am now. Mm -hmm. And I'm, I'm like, I'm in act two, scene one. So, like, Mm -hmm. I know where I'm at with that. But because of it taking me so long to write chapter one, like, because my grandparents never pushed me to go for things that I wanted mm-hmm. yeah they only pushed me to go for things I had to go for you have to pay your bill mm-hmm. that was it yeah and so I work hard because I know I have to pay my bills but I don't have to paint I don't have to write you don't have to but you have to yeah because like <laughs> I mean the only thing I have to do is stay black and die I keep telling y'all Stay black and die. That's the only thing. That's what my mama told me. (laughs) You're like, when somebody tells you what you have to do, just say that. (laughs) That's it. Because that's That's all I gotta do. Yeah. But it's weird because you also run into a lot of have to in your life. Mm -hmm. You learn into, yes, I have to have a job. I have to eat this way, walk this way, talk this way, because the way that my parents raised me 
if I I have to fit into that. Yeah. I I, I learned that my relationship with my grandparents, um, they're old school. Mm-hmm. But again, they were tired, but they were old school. You know, I was always taught that your love can be bought with money. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I had to be like, my wallet can't handle buying people's love. Mm. Oh, that is a word, though. <laughs> that is a word. I, <laughs> I've had to tell my dad that, um, you know, he, he hasn't physically been in my life, but he's he's always been around. Mm-hmm. Like spiritually, he's he he's like probably the kindest man on the planet and low key the funniest as well. <laughs> he cracks me up. But we've gotten to this point where, you know, he he does feel I know he feels guilty for how much he hasn't physically been around. Like I've only seen him during the summers and then like a couple weeks here and there as I as I grow up as I'm an adult (laughs) and can't take that much time off. Um, Can't take whole summers off. (laughs) Oh my gosh. So sad. (laughs) Oh, I miss Miss that. (laughs) I miss my Why did we ask to grow up so fast? But he, um, he always thought if I give her this gift, this expensive gift, that it'll make up for it. And that wasn't the case. I was like, I would rather you get a plane ticket and we just chill out, you know? And I just always reiterated that to him. I was like, I was always like, I don't care about these things. It's cool to have them, but I would much rather just you be around. And my, and it's not even that he doesn't want to be around me because when we're around each other, it's like, it's great. I know that it's, he never thinks he could take a day off from work. And that old school mentality of the career job or not even taking time for yourself that self-care because my grandparents used to look at self-care pay your bill that's your self-care what what is your your self-care for niggas (laughs) but what if i could do both what What if if i I could figure out how to do both wouldn't that be nice it would be amazing no, Why does America have to work to the bone? Uh, but I get where you're coming from on that. Because like, my grandparents, my, my family love to say that I'm spoiled. And yes, I am spoiled, right? When it comes to like material things, I'm spoiled like a motherfucker. Yeah. My grandparents always gave me things, but that's because my grandparents felt bad. They felt guilty because they had to take care of their granddaughter's child because their granddaughter is an addict. Mm-hmm. And it's the same pattern that, you know, my mom went through with her mom. Because my great-grandmother also raised my mom. You know, my great-grandparents were at that point where they're like, well, you know, you don't, we can't really do anything for you. We're, we're not going to be running the streets with you. Yeah. Okay. We're not going to be um, everywhere for you. But if you, you know, you want something here, you ask for something here. Um, I didn't hear no very often, mm-hmm. but I didn't get a lot of quality time with my grandparents um, when I was young. Mm-hmm. I tried to make up for that a lot. I think when I got older, when I real when I started realizing they were more my grandparents than my parents. Yeah, 
you know, once I realized that they were my grandparents, that they were not, you know, because they raised me, they took care of me every day. And I had to learn that, like, time spent with someone is way more, to me at least, is more valuable. Yeah, absolutely. Like, you're really going to remember at the end of the day. Right. Like, I mean, don't get me wrong. I will remember if you paid off two years worth of rent. If you want to do that. I'm gooshy, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, you want to pay something that you, like, really needed. Like, my Nana, when she sold her house, she bought me a laptop. Like, the laptop that I wanted, too. Okay. You, see, you see my you see my vision board back here? It's mm-hmm. right there. <laughs> and that's the one I got. Manifested. Yes. And that's the one I got. And I'm gonna remember that forever. Forever. <laughs> but, forever. Like... <laughs> but at the same time, it's like, you know, you do want to spend time with your with your family, you know? Yeah, I mean stuff that feels good. I also have to realize the part of unlearning. Because with the time that I do spend with them, one thing is, you know, their expectations for your life are based off of their own expectations. Mm-hmm. You know, they never had to or never got to do. Right. Never knew to strive for. Right. Like it's like a second chance. <laughs> Deed nigga. Yes. That'd be real. Because these yeah. niggas was out here like, oh, you're gonna you're gonna graduate high school, you're gonna graduate university, you're gonna go to law school, and you're gonna be a lawyer, and and you're <laughs> gonna have two houses, and yeah. and you're gonna give us great great grandchildren, and yeah, and I was very confused. <laughs> <laughs> um, when, where, what, how, <laughs> who? Like there were. Like one of the expectations would be for get for me to get married, and then for me to give them grandchildren. And when I told them, nah, <laughs> nah, Rosa Parks, <laughs> <laughs> Rosa Parks, circa nineteen, fuck you too. And then because because the real shit is, as you get, become an adult, the closer you get to your thirties, you start to think, well, what else is next? Maybe I should do those expectations what else am I doing in my life but then you're like wait a minute there's so much I haven't done in my life and I shouldn't feel guilty for not living up to my parents expectations of me yeah look if we focus on being the best possible people we can be and that means we might get to like I don't know the status that allows you to have like kids at 50 and be cool (laughs) Like Janet and be Jackson. cool, <laughs> or Halle Berry. Yes, like let's be real. <laughs> let's be real, because I really don't see me wanting nobody's kids. I'm gonna be real. I every year I am turned off by that, and I just I, knew I was having kids by 28. I'm 28. Yes. <laughs> Look, I had a whole plan. I, I was like, I was like, I'm gonna get married. I'm gonna have five kids. I'm gonna have a brownstone in Brooklyn, and and like it's all gonna be the shit. And then now I am 28, and I'm looking at all of that and said, No, I don't want not. I said five. No, I want zero. Um, thanks to my siblings, I have a whole gang of nieces and nephews. 
on gang. Like, yes. Zip codes. And, and so, like, one day my mom was like, well, you know, give me a baby. I want a baby from you, blah, blah, blah. I'm like, nah, ma. I don't like, want where, where no do you think this baby's kid. gonna come from. First of all, we live 427 miles away from each other. What the fuck do I look like? What what do you, you want to just visit the child once a year? Is nah. that what you're coming in for? For you to visit? <laughs> for you to visit? Nah. You know I gotta spend money on diapers and food and activities and, and shit. And I can barely do anything for myself. <laughs> and why is it that every time there's a grandbaby, they act completely different money-wise. Completely. They're like, they be like buying the baby. Anything you want, baby. Anything you want. Anything and have the yes. audacity to still make be making the same money they did when I was 18 living in that house. They're not spending it every penny on everything that a baby requires. That makes that's the difference because they they don't have to pay for the extra food every single day. They don't have to pay for uh, your activities, like you going to school, having lunch every day, clothing, like for every day. They get to come in for a weekend, like a weekend. once a month maybe, depending on where you are, what the distance is, and they get to spoil the shit out of baby. Baby gets to giggle it up, be like, love grandma. Love grandpa, love grandbody. <laughs> I can be, I can see you being called grandfin. <laughs> grandfin, grandfin. No, grandfin. Look, but by I, somebody I, I else's baby. <laughs> I see you not. One of my nephews is gonna have a kid. I'm gonna end up being like some weird ass grand uncle majig. <laughs> and they're gonna be they're gonna be up here bothering the hell out of me. <laughs> and then I'm gonna start to understand why Medea had that gun in her purse. Peace be still. No, it's not that I don't love these kids. <laughs> but I just don't want not one in my house. I wanna be able to go out and come back, relax, and not have to hear anyone call my name. You know, like I wanna be the bougie auntie. Speaking of being bougie <laughs> I realized something. One thing that my grandparents did allow me to have was a good relationship with my bougie because my grandparents were very traditional, very like, you know, I would raise very much like black household, but also like the child of an immigrant. <laughs> but then if you go to like my bougie house, she was she was cutting it up. <laughs> drinking mimosas or a screwdriver actually yeah. at 11 a.m. Mm. while I'm eating Eggos. Now, was this your mom's sister or? That is my mom's aunt. Oh, okay. So this is a great aunt situation. Yeah. Okay, cool. So it was like, Aww. I don't know. It's like, it was, it's weird because I got to learn that like my grandparents made it always seem like well, it's our way or the highway. Mm-hmm. But when you go to like your other family members' houses, you realize it doesn't have to be that way. Mm-hmm. But again, there are some families where like both kids or all the kids tried to follow that same structure where they got married, had kids, had a house. 
had a mortgage, yeah. due to debt. Woo. I'm just saying. <laughs> yes. My family, none yeah. of, there's only two people who did that. <laughs> we want to reach for nobody's stars like that. <laughs> I spent a lot of time with my great aunts as well. My nana has, ooh, I cannot remember the number. It's but it's like six six sisters. Hold on, but um, maybe she's one of six. And then there's an older brother, and um, I just got thrown around to each one of their houses. I was with my nana a lot. I was also with my aunt Jackie. I liked going to my aunt Jackie's because she always played all the movies that I wanted and she always got Bojangles or like my favorite. Oh, that's sweet tea. <laughs> yes, you miss it. <laughs> oh, so much. It misses you too. <laughs> I mean, I miss having diabetes tea. Right? You conveniently placed behind my job, so it's, it's traumatizing. Oh. Um, <laughs> but yeah, she would play Harry Potter. She always called it Harry Potty. And I was like, it's Harry Potter, Potter. And I think she did it on purpose. I hated going to my Auntie Pam's because all she did was yell at me to sit down. She was like, sit down somewhere. <laughs> what, what, and then she would feed me that? casserole. I hate casserole. <laughs> oh, God. What, oh, her, yeah. what her furniture covered yeah. with plastic? It wasn't. Um, it wasn't covered in plastic. <laughs> Thank goodness. I don't think it was. I didn't. I think I went there like two times, and I was like, "Please don't let me go there again. Don't make me go. <laughs> I don't want to be fussed out anymore." Um, so I spent a lot of time with my aunt Jackie's. Um, the other aunts lived in um, Massachusetts still, except for my, oh my aunt Nancy. I always went to my aunt Nancy's house um loved going there she wasn't always there though like I would get bus there because it was um it was like on the route with uh J.Y. Joyner at the time and um I loved going over there my great-grandfather was there and sometimes he'd give us money me, uh, my cousin and I some money to go to the ice cream truck or um oh. yeah it would come through the cul-de-sac uh, there was also, there was a neighbor, his name is Garrett, he had a younger sister, he had all of the Goosebump movies on VHS, he had oh my God. Zip line. he had uh, Trampoline, he was the house to go to, that is actually the first time, and I think about it retroactively, but the first time I ever met Greg, because he lived in that same neighborhood, and apparently we used to play together over at Garrett's house. Can I just say in the day? <laughs> can I just say Greg is just the most magical person. Magical in my life. Magic. Um I I I I know you shouldn't say this, but no man should ever compare to Greg. Mm-mm. You know, I don't know what it is. <laughs> Mystic. He's he just the nicest guy in the world. I remember he, meeting him and being like, this guy is super weird and I need him in my life. <laughs> right? Actually, I didn't think he was weird. I thought he was normal. And, <laughs> but that says a lot because we yeah. met me. Okay. 
Which is, wearing. <laughs> but I think that's also a good thing. Like, have you realized a lot of us are, at least a lot of the people that I know, mm-hmm. have different friends than like what their parents would have approved of growing up. Mm-hmm. For the most part, yeah. My mom, my parents are really weird though. I mean, I found out your daddy vogue. Remember your mom told me that at your birthday party? I don't remember my birthday parties. <laughs> People still, the, to this, this day, is the one where I they were there. My hair was terrible. My hair was terrible. I made some bad hair choices back then. Was this when but, you had a perm? No, it wasn't a perm. It was a texturizer. Okay. When it was like kind of, sh- yeah, it was. Yeah. Like on the straight side. Yeah. Yeah. And this birthday party. It was off of Glenwood Ave. It was. Was this Mosaic? Yes. Yeah, that's the one that I I got drunk so fast because people just kept (laughs) giving me drinks. I don't don't remember half of it, but like I'll remember like bits and pieces, and that was the first party I had that had a little bit of every group, including my family. So like my family showed up. All the queers showed up. Yes. All my all my work friends showed up. Some classmates from Wake Tech showed up. Like it was a little bit of everybody. And I was like, this is gonna be so dope. Like the way you, and your mom was like, and I remember your mom and I think one yeah. of your aunts being into everybody. That was like, oh, who are y'all? Oh, yeah. Probably my cousin Elisa, honestly. <laughs> oh my god like that was but that was a wild time and, it, and it is one of those times that you get to see your family interacting with like your people yeah that's i was so excited about it like like let's be real remember what happened so, but i was excited about it <laughs> yeah because like it's kind of a way of letting them know that we are growing up yeah because the uh, I'm not making the choices that you would have made for me because our parents used to control our friendship. Really, when we were younger, remember when you were a kid, your parents would be like, I don't want you seeing that boy anymore. (laughs) But like, as an adult, you can't tell me what to do. What you gonna do? Tell me to go to my room in my own apartment in another state? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Okay, I will gladly do that. And then (laughs) I will sneak in a boy who looked just like him in my apartment that's in another state. My mom is more of the, she, she likes to quietly tell me. So if I, I know that when she likes somebody, she will say, oh, I like them. <laughs> I like this person. And if she doesn't, she stays quiet. And, um, and That's then she's policy. not going to, she's not going to, she's not going to fake the funk in front of them. So she's not she's not gonna be like oh yeah blah, blah, blah. she's not gonna kiki with them but she's going to like be respectful but at the same time like some people have come up to her and they're like um do you like me <laughs> and then that's when my mom is like well since you asked <laughs> oh and my mom my mom would tell me like I just noticed this behavior from your friend. It's just something that you need to keep an eye out on. I'm not going to tell you if you need, like, I'm not going to tell you to stop hanging out with them, but just keep an eye out. And I'd keep an eye out and I'd see some of the things that she was saying and I'd switch it up. (laughs) 
I um, mean, that's, so that's crazy yeah. because, like, you know, when they start knowing, when they be knowing shit, mm-hmm. when they be knowing shit. Yeah. And you're real like, fast. Because, like, I remember my grandmother, I had a friend back in high school, and my grandmother, and they were, like, one of my closest friends, my grandmother was like, well, this ain't gonna last forever. And I used to be like, excuse me? <laughs> And she'd be saying it like, you know how she was. <laughs> I love telling everyone, my grandmother would just be saying the shady ass shit while having a, a full bottle of Heineken in a wine glass. Oh, so that's where you got the Heineken from. A full Heineken in a wine <laughs> glass. I don't know where the fuck she got these glasses from because I'm doing good. I cannot find a glass that can hold a full bottle of Heineken. I have looked high and low. For one that holds a full bottle? It holds a full bottle. This held a full can, like one of the tall cans of cider that I had. What is that? It's not 16 ounces. Is it 16? Maybe 12, 13 ounce. And now they have the 20 ounce bottles, you know. So if I buy the wine glass that holds that. <laughs> I need to find them because we'll find like, one for you. But like these are, <laughs> but these <laughs> like my grandparents would be like, my grandmother would say this shit. Drinking her Heineken, you'd be like, this isn't going to last forever. I'm fine. I'm good. You'll realize it one day. And I'm just like, what the fuck is this bitch? Just... It's like... And I would say it to her face. <laughs> one thing I will say that I'm glad that I got out, that I, my grandparents gave me that a lot of, especially a lot of black kids didn't get, was mm-hmm. I, would, I would curse around my grandparents. I would tell oh, yeah. about my grandparents. And I'd be like, you know, the only word you couldn't say about my grandmother was fuck. Mm, a little too harsh. My grandfather didn't care because he said it all the time. <laughs> but every once in a while, if you said it, he'd be like, hey, language in front of your grandmother, don't do it. And I'm like, okay, I, okay. But she also didn't mind if I said see you next Tuesday. She just didn't like the word cunt. But that's another story. That's neither here nor there. That, that's a that's a that word when you say that, you mean <laughs> that shit. <laughs> like <laughs> that comes out of somebody's mouth. That, is, that that word that hits harder than all of them, to, to be honest. It really um, is though. They really but, like you really feel that. <laughs> But so I, I try not to use that one as, at all, honestly. See you like, next day. One of those things that she didn't, she allowed me to explore my language with cursing. It's going to sound really weird. Mm-hmm. She allowed me to explore my language with cursing because she knew that I had a vocabulary mm-hmm. that was beyond just, you know, cursing. Yeah. But she, and she knew that. She just, uh, she married. A man from Bensonhurst. Like, <laughs> that is like, when you say Brooklyn Italian, this man says the F-bomb every day. Yeah. But it was different. Like, their my relationship with them with cursing was, because there was a lot of yelling of the house. It's weird now, looking back on it, my relationship with it and, and them is mm-hmm. way different than like my mother or my grandmother, my mom's mother. Because my yeah. mom's mother and my mom would never curse near them. Mm. My mom, I didn't start hearing my mom say the word bitch until after my grandmother died. Wow. 
the relationship wow. is always. I mean, obviously, like your parents are gonna your your grandmother probably treated your mom way different than you. Mm-hmm. My mom tells me all the time. How much time did you spend with your grandmother when you were a kid? A lot. I spent a lot of time. And I'm still like trying to format my memory to kind of have a timeline. Um, I don't have a very specific timeline, but um, but I did spend a lot of time. Every time we moved or we were in between moves, we would go back to Wendell. And, you know, Wendell, good old Wendell. Three B feeder lane. This the the chapter has closed though. My nana sold the house after twenty seven years. Twenty seven, yeah. Fucking window. Fucking window. <laughs> and you know I have my problem with that town. <laughs> I have my problem with that town. I do. I really, really, really do. When you talk to Rainey about Nightdale, I was having the time of my life. Because I equally, like, I grew up in Wendell and Raleigh, but I also had, like, all of my best friends were in Nightdale. They lived off of Pool Road or Smithfield Road. And um, we all know them streets. Huh? We all know them streets. I lived off of Pool Road. Yeah. It's weird. It's weird (laughs) about it. Like, don't. Because it's funny, it's it's weird that we grew up in those towns. Mm -hmm. And. As we like grew up in these towns and we had the family that we do, like when I, like I said, my grandparents, they were tired when they had me. They were like, look, you live your life. Don't die. That was it. <laughs> that was really it. Um, it was weird because I got the very relaxed version of them. But like there were, when I was younger, they were a little bit more active. But then the order I got, they just said, look, he looks responsible. <laughs> He goes to school in the morning. He, he's fine. He's fine. He's going to school. He go, that's great. Going to school. But, like, you know, <laughs> at the same time, we, like, lived in those small towns. So, like, it's, like, really weird. Because they came from the city. Mm-hmm. My family comes from the city. So, like, they were... Whatever they were happens awesome. in the country cannot be worse than what happens in the city. <laughs> like... It was like, oh, you know, one time we, one of my friends and I, we went into, we went into the woods because he liked going into the woods and exploring them. And we went into the woods one afternoon and we didn't come back till after nightfall. And my grandparents were like, the streetlights have been on. Where the fuck have you been? <laughs> we were yelling your name. We mm. almost called the police. And then my friend's parents were like, oh, they went into the woods earlier. They'll probably come back out later. They're- They'll be fine. I'm still friends with that boy. I don't know why. <laughs> My grandparents did not make friends. Huh? Y'all still go to the woods? No! He goes to the woods. I think he lives in the woods now. I don't know. I don't ask questions. I don't like going into the woods. I don't like bugs. I don't like bugs. I, don't I like had to stop putting that on my dating profile. <laughs> Like, no, I don't actually like hiking. No, I, I don't like I stopped, being outdoors like that. <laughs> I do like them. You remember um, the, the the trail off of Avon Ferry? Lake Johnson, I think? By I, NC I'm State? familiar with it, but I didn't really. I think that's the lake. Anyway, so one of our mutual friends 
got dumped by one of our other mutual friends <laughs> on that trail. <laughs> and oh no. <laughs> He shall not be named. We're not going to talk about that right now. I'm going to get called out for that on another episode. Probably uh-huh. by that person. What's up? Uh-huh. Um, but so ever since they told me that story, I used to take niggas on first dates on that trail. And if I didn't like them, I would leave Good them. Good luck. Because <laughs> I knew every exit from it. I ain't shit. Oh, God. You're the worst. <laughs> You could have canceled me for that. You really could have, because I did leave a couple of niggas there. This, look, this is not the topic we came here for, but we're going to keep going. Oh <laughs> I know we didn't come here for that, but like, yeah, like, so funny. I mean, I know I ain't shit, <laughs> but, I, but I've grown. I've grown since then. I don't leave niggas on trails now. Now I just leave them near, near the F train. You can get places by the, from the F train. Like, oh, here's stand here. I'm gonna I'm gonna step into the subway, okay? All right. Doors closed. Bye. <laughs> bye bye now. Bye bye now. I've left I mean I did leave a nigga on a pier on the Christopher Street Pier one time. Wow. He was asking for it. He was boring uh, and terrible and rude. I ain't shit. <laughs> I ain't shit. Okay, you know, you know what? We did not come here for this. We were talking about it online. <laughs> I'm guessing I'm unlearning how to be ancient. <laughs> what are you actively working on unlearning from your parents? Um, communication. Ooh. Communication has been a really big one. Um, communication and expressing emotions and not being afraid of emotions. Mm-hmm. Not, not thinking they're bad. Not um, and, and just be within my feelings when I'm when they present themselves and not being hard on myself or not pushing myself in the wrong ways. Cause I think that's something that my parents and uh, other family members do. And I am trying to get myself out of that. One thing I had to unlearn communication wise was instead of being brutally honest, I had to just be honest. Mm-hmm. Because my family is very brutally honest. Like my yeah. family is the type of family that, and then, and they'll do it even worse behind your back, mm-hmm. right? But they'll tell you, "Oh, you fat, bitch." <laughs> you know what I mean? Like that. Like my grandmother would be like that. You know what I'm saying? My nana does the same thing, but she'll be like, "Did you get enough to eat?" At the same time, like, which one do you want? <laughs> what, what is it, woman? You would always say things in like a harsh manner, and. I thought, okay, brutally honest. That's me. What's good? And then I realized, like, the difference between being honest and brutal. Like, are you doing it because you're trying to hurt someone's feelings? There's, and there's some things that don't need to be said. Yeah. You know, matter um, of fact, just shut the fuck up. <laughs> like, like you know, it's the it's the thing about like being right all the time. Like, you yeah, don't have to be right all the time. I, I that's a thing that I wish my mom would learn. Because she, she does make sometimes very accurate judgments on people. Right. But it seems so premature t- sometimes where it's like, you didn't even give them a chance to actually fuck up. 
Right. And sometimes you don't want to give somebody the chance to fuck up, but you have to, I don't know, give a little grace and not check them in such a harsh way. Because my grandfather, I I mean, I love the man to death. Don't get me wrong. Right. You know, Mm -hmm. may he rest in peace until I get there. All right. Because I'm going to fuck him up. Damn. <laughs> After like Molly Wop that ass, right? Because we'll be on the same playing field, my nigga. But my grandfather was very quick to like, he wasn't an optimist, he was a pessimist. Mm-hmm. And because he was a pessimist, sometimes he would say things that were just so discouraging. Yeah. And so it made me always want to see it better in other people because, like, I don't want you to be discouraged. But at times, it, it let me allowed me to be too optimistic mm-hmm. that I had to learn how to not always just try to see the best in everyone. Mm-hmm. There's like there's a fine balance of the two. Mm-hmm. You can you know I mean? like, you keep somebody at arm's length until they basically show which way you need to 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 put them or like which way you needed to, to go. People are going to be how they be, and then you you decide whether you want to be a part of what they got going on. <laughs> I mean, that's true, because a lot of these niggas out here. Because you could ex Oof. people out. <laughs> you could just not be around people. I, I mean, obviously, be around it, it, because of I trusted your judgment, and your judgment got me being dumped in a parking lot, but we're not going to talk about that right now. Yeah, that's what I thought. <laughs> your friend. My friend. Your friend, but no, okay. So, but <laughs> because your relationship with your parents normally, or the people who raised you, mm-hmm. is normally how you judge your other relationships, how you go into your other relationships. Mm-hmm. You know, because like some of us were taught to be very defensive, some of us were taught to go into them arms wide open. You know, um, some of us were taught the great middle of that. Yeah, but it's also weird, like. I'm unlearning my family's prejudices towards other people. Mm-hmm. Because, like, yeah. not for nothing, my family would talk shit about other people with me at the kitchen table at five years old. Oh, man. They would be playing spades with me in the room. <laughs> my grandfather smoking a Cuban. Where he got it, nobody knows. <laughs> Cuba. Nobody knew. He didn't come with it. <laughs> he did not come with it. He acquired it. Don't know. And no, he's the only one there smoking a Cuban. It's confusing. But like they would have me in that room sitting there chilling while they're talking shit. Yeah. About people. And like you absorb their, you absorb as a kid, you absorb their prejudices and mm-hmm. you absorb their, their ways of thinking. Mm-hmm. And I had to, like, unlearn that, like, not everybody bad. Mm-hmm. I mean, I don't, I don't like anybody. I hate everyone. <laughs> Until you like them. <laughs> Until I like them. I walk into these New York streets looking at bitches, and I'd be like, I don't like you. Yeah. I just don't. I just don't. But then you see those girls getting out of a, out of a town car on Billionaire Row. With their with their billionaire much older partner, and you're like, see, I like you, sis. I like you. I know what you about. You businesswoman. Okay, it might you might be in love with this man. You really might be. But even if you are, you still achieved the goal. Yeah. 
Who said love don't bring you nothing? Love brought you the goal. That's also a thing that my grandparents taught me. Don't judge people who are doing what they got to do to survive. Mm-hmm. They did teach me that. Don't judge people for doing what they got to do to survive. My mom would always say, hoes got to eat too. <laughs> hoes got to eat too. And a hoe is never cold. <laughs> and I support that because you got to stay fed. Yes. But then there are other people, the everyday people, the people who judge people for not living up to their expectations. Yeah, I judge them. I just, I don't know how you can have such expectations in this economy. <laughs> people have to figure out ways to do get the basics in but this that comes with unlearning right there. Hold on, that comes with yeah. unlearning right there too. Because yeah. I was raised by two people from the silent generation, not even the boomer. They are older than the boomer. Oh, yeah. And so their mentality was, you are going, we are going to pay for your schooling and they're going to get a job because like, you know, they, they worked hard to be able to afford to pay for me to go to school. But Mm -hmm. thank you for that. You know what I mean? Yeah. But they're, they're like, you're going to go to school. You're going to get a job and you're going to have an apartment for five years and you're going to buy a house. Mm-hmm. And you're going to have a partner and one of you is going to raise the kids and one of you is going to go to work. Bitch! First of all, the average house right now has two incomes. And those are the people who are monogamous. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but I tell people I'm poly. They're, they're like, why? I'm like, well, I have a lot of love. <laughs> um, that's number one. I have a lot of love. Uh, number two, I don't always have the time to spend with you, so I don't want you to not have time to spend. And number three, we get to split the rent three ways, bruh. Imagine spending a mortgage three ways. Beautiful. You'll be happy. So happy. And then you got enough money to raise kids. But, like, this yeah. economy ain't meant for that, and our parents and grandparents don't get that. It's just like, they're there's like a a level of expectation. So first of all, remember, like going back to when we were talking about having kids and, you know, we have, we had goals for ourselves. I had a goal that at 28, I was probably going to have my first kid, if not at least by 30, like 30 on the dot. Mm -hmm. And I don't foresee it because one, I don't have anybody to do that with. That's number and one. We don't always have the person in mind, or like we're not with anybody when we make these goals. We're just like, this is what's going to happen. Yeah. So we when we get somebody, it, that person might not be perfect for us or or not be right for us. No one's actually gonna be perfect for you, but y'all y'all might not gel like that, but you make you try to make it work so you can get that goal. Yeah. You can have enough years with them to say, hey this is what I want with you. Or like, I've been with them for like five years. So now it's time for us to have a kid. And then you have a kid and, or like, maybe you went, maybe you did go to school and maybe you did uh, do all these other things beforehand. But in this system of getting out of high school, going to college, getting a job, staying in that job for 30 years, it never accounts for anybody who might've had um, a learning disability that they never looked into Mm -hmm. or 
other circumstances that kicked them out of, um, or like they couldn't go to school anymore because they had to work, or you just didn't have the drive, you didn't know what you wanted to do. Like, there's never this like grace when you're just trying to figure it out. Like maybe right. school's not right for you. And then school is expensive. Maybe you didn't do well in high school. So you didn't get the scholarships and stuff to go to college for free or for half price <laughs> or any chunk of money off. Or what killed me, what killed me is yeah. y'all love to say that you don't want to be like the janitor. Right? But first of all, that janitor got a pension. So even when he retires, he's good. Especially if he's in the union. If he's in a union, he's fine. Yeah. They say you don't want to be like the trash man, but the trash man making way more money than anybody I know. Mm -hmm. You need somebody in those positions. You really do. So then it's like one of those things of, again, it is an old school mentality thinking that, well, you don't want to be like that, but you do. You, 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 you want to be somebody who says, yeah, I can work hard. I can pay my bills. I can do what I got to do. You know what I'm saying? Or even if you do have to take on a second job, it's not because of, it's because you want to be able to afford something extra, not because you want to be able to survive. Yeah. That makes sense? Yes. <laughs> my brain, okay. had, my brain like, I, like, because like, I'm thinking like, <laughs> when I, there was one time I did get a second job, but it was only because I was just saving up for something in particular. Mm-hmm. But, like, you know, that was only a good little six-month thing, and then I was out of that. Yeah. We were not doing that no more. I don't like I don't like having a second job. I don't like having a first job. <laughs> Listen, adulthood is the ghetto. Like, I think back now, because, you know, I lived with my mom until I was about four or five. And I think of, on the weekend, my mom used to just lay there in the living room and watch Star Trek. I'm trying to, I'm trying to digress. Um, <laughs> yeah. fuck Will Wheaton for life. Okay, now that I've said it. Uh, it had to be said! I honestly still... Don't add! It. Don't add! We're gonna keep going. Okay. We're gonna keep going. Like, fuck Will Wheaton. But, like, my mom would be exhausted like, watching TV on the weekend because, like, she had to work hard to be able to afford raising two kids. Mm-hmm. In a single family home. Like, let's be real. The American dream back in the day was one parent worked and one parent stayed home. So ideally, you should be able to afford a single parent home. Am I wrong? Yeah. That's how it's supposed to go? Okay. So I'm just making sure I'm not tripping. That's how it's supposed to go, apparently. And you would, like, get more pay, right? If you... You would get, like, yeah. If you and had they had, like, the whole... They had like a whole idea system of like what would happen if, you know, you were sick or, you know, whatever, or like you needed to retire early or blah, blah, blah. Mm -hmm. So uh, where that at? And now I'm just complaining. We were supposed to be unlearning, but now I'm just complaining. (laughs) I've already said fuck Will Wheaton. Fuck Justin Timberlake. Anybody you want to say fuck to? Who, fuck who? Um, all the white lawmakers who don't give a shit about us. Oh, yeah. That's, you know, very big. But <laughs> so, That's a yeah, long list. All That's of a them. long list. 
that's a very long list. So all of them, um, just fuck white supremacy in general. And okay, that's yeah. white supremacy because like it's a bunch of it's all the people who are still of all races who are still perpetuating all of the things. Not just you know what's people. funny is and that sucks. That's actually something that we have to unlearn is generational choices, Ooh. generational trauma, which is a lot of it is white supremacy. Yeah. My grandmother called me a tar baby to my face once. So colorism, woo, woo, colorism what? is so real, so real. You've seen my mom. You see what complexion she is. I would hang out with my cousin Sydney a lot when I was a kid, and Sydney was real light, very fair. And every time we all went out, my mom would be like, "Oh yeah, there's my daughter over there," and I'd be standing right next to my cousin. And they're like, oh, wow, she's so beautiful. How'd you get her hair like this? Because her hair was straight. And like, she, they would make a very specific comment, make, letting my mom know that they were talking about Sydney and not me. And she was like, no, my, my daughter, the, the beautiful brown one right there. <laughs> and, and they were like, oh. Hmm. Hmm. <laughs> Nothing. <laughs> So for a long time, I I heard about I had heard about skin bleaching, and I was like, that's something you can do, and I never did it, of course, but like I always wanted to, and I was tricked into getting a perm. My mom didn't believe in perms. She was like, your hair is perfect the way it is. My nana took me to the per- the usual hairdresser, and told her to put a perm in my hair nope. without my mom knowing. Your mama. My mom didn't talk to my Nana for two weeks. She was yep. so mad. And yep. um, and I kept going with it because my Nana was like, don't you want to have hair like your mom? Like she, it was like mad manipulation, bro. <laughs> she was like, don't you want to have hair like your mom? And I was like, I do. So I kept it going. And then I realized even having this straight hair, my hair will never be like my mom's. My hair, my skin will never be like my mom's. I'm just going to have to accept that. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just going to have to accept it and just go my way. So I cut, I started growing the perm out, uh, started wearing my natural hair again and started rocking the fro. I was like one of the first people at, at Enlo that would rock a fro and people thought it was like game changing or like, they were like, you're so brave for wearing your, wearing a fro. And I'm like, I mean, I'm just wearing my hair, bro. <laughs> I'm just and doing me. After that, like after I left in low, there was one other person who would really rock one. Shout out to Shamaska if she's around. <laughs> if anybody knows where she is, tell it. Where'd she be? Where'd she be? Her. Uh, she was she was the other weird, normal, but weird girl at school. And I loved her so much. After that, that's when people started wearing their natural hair out. And I was like, mm. Not to say that I am. A I didn't. Yeah, because like, <laughs> I used to always get that. I used to always get like, you know, I'm so dark or the bad hair. Yeah. My grandmother used to love saying I had bad hair. Yeah. And that like right there was like, again, dripped in, like whenever people talk about like, what about black people appropriating white culture by having blonde hair? I'm like, no, that's not a thing. 
It's not. Um, we were forced to dye and cut and change our hair so that we could get jobs. Mm-hmm. I will say this. I'm tired of people talking about the sidewalk debate and saying it's not racist. Do you remember during Jim Crow era, when we were taught during Jim Crow, that Black people were told to get off the sidewalk when a white woman was walking by? Oh, Lord. Or you had to cross the street? Do you remember reading that? I I remember, like, bits and pieces of that, but it's it's trailed back into, like, that's just one of those things that's, that's instilled in us still. Yeah. Like that, yeah. that's one of those things that we have to unlearn because we make space. Like we will move out of the way, even if yeah. it's like the wrong side of the sidewalk <laughs> that they're walking on. Yeah. And I remember walking in the street to avoid white people. <laughs> and people don't think. <laughs> now that- I walk straight. And if you keep walking into each other, then that's. I look when I'm on the sidewalk. You can play chicken all day, you know- baby. We could play chicken all day. You know how they have like those squares on the sidewalks like that like kind of look like a straight line from A to B, right? I make sure I'm on this side of the line straight down the way. If I, if you see me on another side of the line, something fucked up. (laughs) (laughs) Because I'm not moving because you think I should. Yeah. Now, the only time I move out the way is like if I'm texting on my phone. Mm Mm-hmm. And then I look up and I realize I'm I'm about to walk into somebody. Yeah, I'm gonna move out the way because I'm texting. I'm I'm not gonna care about you. Like, let me just yeah. move out the way now. Mm-hmm. But then, like, if I'm just walking and I'm on on the move, no, like, what the fuck is your problem? Yeah, yeah. Like, why am I supposed to be the one that does this? But again, that's another thing <laughs> that like we we were instilled like part of us. That is part of like instilled in us. Yeah, and, like, we have to unlearn that from like generations of it that um it's those like double consciousness things when when you go into a store like I try to carry as little as possible on me when I go into a store because I'm like I don't want y'all to I, know. and I take off my hood when I walk in yeah the only I'm time you hood. you catch me hooded anywhere is if it's raining and if it's me at work and I've, you know, I'm going back and forth because uh, I, I have to wear a hoodie because I, like, stay in the cold. <laughs> I, I mean, and I get that, so, like, because we shouldn't have to do these things, but we have to unlearn them. <laughs> it really is. And, like, we have to unlearn so much of it. It's like yeah. I'm constantly trying to shift things that I was taught when I was older, mm-hmm. you know, like. I mean, let's be real. We should all be able to agree. Anything that you were taught driving in Virginia, it's basically just how you need to unlearn a lot of other things. Because them driving laws in Virginia, they meant to get you. They meant to fuck you up. The scariest sign I've ever seen in my life is, uh, is the uh, the traffic signs when you're going down, like when you're when you're going up, whatever that that highway is 95 uh, 85 95 95 when you're going up like you're going towards like going to new york and stuff yeah like you're going north um all the like with um speed enforced by drone oh, i'm like man. 
So, so one of your little drones is gonna come and stop me in the middle of the street. I've seen the drones. I've seen the drones. You've seen them? How do they? How do they work? Because <laughs> they, they were flying. They were flying, and they had like legs. They were flying. But do they like fly on the side of you, your window and no, be they like, fly above you. Over. They fly above you. I don't like that. Um, I, I got pulled over in Virginia once, so I don't fuck with it. No, because then you gotta go back to Virginia <laughs> to take care of. You got to go. You gotta go back. You, you gotta you go really back. Go, that is not really what I want to do. That is not what I want to do. That is not. Especially since it's a four-hour excursion to get through Virginia. I like I need. I really need y'all <laughs> to understand. Unlearn your driving laws. Get rid of them. Maybe I just wanted to complain about the Virginia driving laws. I think that's it. I mean, I'm in a complaining mood lately. <laughs> I I woke up today and I was like, ooh, I'm going to play The Sims. And then one of my Sims caught on fire and then I've been angry ever since. <laughs> you know, one of the things that like when, when people are like, like, how you doing? And somebody's like, can't complain. And every time it's a black person that says, I'm like, we got plenty to complain about. We got plenty to complain about. You know, like if you do want to complain, you have every right. <laughs> I can. You know why? Freedom of speech, First Amendment, bitches. What's good? Yeah. I remember like, I was watching. I just no complaining swear. about every single little thing, but like, if you got something to complain about, don't feel bad about it. <laughs> don't. No, I remember I was watching. Um, what is it called? I think it was the Tyra Banks show, and uh-huh. it was either Tyra Banks or Oprah. I remember it was a black female host. Mm-hmm. Don't get mad at me for confusing because, like, this was years ago. And there was this guy promoting this organization called complaintfree.org uh-huh. about living in a complaint-free world. And my only thought was, I am a nigga. I will stop complaining when y'all fix the shit. <laughs> when y'all fix the shit. Because I was like, I am a nigga. I got to complain every day in my life. Yeah. I really do. I really do. And then on top of that, I'm a millennial. I I left school. I left the, I went into the real world after 2008 economic crash. I can complain. We are poor. <laughs> we are poor. Yeah. And I live in New York, so you know I don't have no closet space. <laughs> no closet space. And you know I have too much shit. You're you're still in the same spot. Yes. Is okay. So you you don't have space, but you have a lot more space than especially for the price than because I'm in the other Bronx. people I've seen. Yeah. Yeah, you're because you're in the Bronx. If I was in Manhattan. You're in the um part of Bronx that hasn't been touched by white folks yet. <laughs> no, they came. They came. I was in Duncan. I was in Duncan. The one right up the, the sidewalk from you, right up the block? Yes. I went into the Dunkin'. You know, I order ahead. Because you know me. I'm on the go. I am on the go, bitch. You really are. So really I ordered are. my Dunkin'. I walk in, and I'm waiting for them to come to me so I can be like, hey, I had an on-the-go order. What's good? And I see this white lady come in with her dog in her purse. And I'm like, we are gent- I know we're gentrifying this neighborhood. I've accepted that. We are not at, we are not in a neighborhood where dogs should be in purses. 
That's not, this is not the neighborhood. We are still in the ghetto. We are still in the ghetto. Two and a half years ago, there was a cop getting shot and we were trying, we were running from our life, <laughs> running for our lives. That was a great weekend. Without our phones charged at all. <laughs> at all. We, I, I, went, I said, stay down here. I went up the stairs. That was I terrifying. asked somebody, I asked a cop. Oh, can we come through? And then he was like, go, 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 go fast. And we were like, I got y'all. And we was like, well, let's run. Went to the house. It was a great day. It was a great day. That day it was, was a great year. That was a long day. It was a long, great day. It was had a great fun. weekend. We had fun. Yeah. So much fun. I can't, I can't wait to do it again. I, I want to go to Afropunk so bad again. I really, you know what I really want me. is I do want to do like a... I want to do like a great big weekend. What does a I'm, great weekend entail? I was thinking like dream we all it. get like a house, like we Airbnb a house for like in between, like somewhere on a beach, like thinking like Virginia Beach. Mm-hmm. Like we'll have to figure out about some driving laws. But like I was thinking like Virginia <laughs> Beach, we all Airbnb a house for a weekend and we chill. You know what I mean? Nice. I would say go to my grandpa's house, but like that nigga's house is nowhere. There's no cell phone signal when you turn into his neighborhood. Oh, it's going to be a nice little retreat. That is not a retreat. You are stuck. <laughs> it's like, it's like, do you remember holes? It's like the nearest neighbor is like what felt like the house to the boy's camp and holes. So I was in a wedding. Um, October 2019. And um, do you know Kelsey? You know Kelsey. Oh, I'm, I'm, I'm sorry. Yeah. Yeah. So um, her wedding. And it was in Kaluuya. North Kakalaki. Kaluuya is very beautiful. Um, I was one of three <laughs> brown folk. <laughs> One of two it. black folk, and there was there was one brown person, and um, and other than that, and that was like I think day one I got there, or on the day I got there, and I didn't see them immediately, uh, so I was the only one. I was like, and I had no cell phone service. I was like, I am the only nigga out here. <laughs> I'm the only one. I'm the only one. So all these other people around here get fucked up. I'm fucked up. And I've got my homies there too, because like I've known all of these people since high school. Kelsey, uh, Ruth was there. Uh, but at the same time, I love Ruth. But at the same too. time, it's like, like I'm also surrounded the by mountains. Like, <laughs> like in the mountains. In the mountains, like With I remember, no cell phone reception at all. I remember one time we went to my grandfather's house, and like my grandfather is the only black person in his neighborhood. Mm-hmm. Again, the houses are far fuck apart. <laughs> they should be owning thirteen acres of land out there. Yeah, but so I don't really know exactly what proximity is na- in is a neighbor. Yeah, but all them neighbors are all white. Mm-hmm. And we were in the South and I saw a bunch of Confederate flags at that point. So I didn't feel safe. They'll be cool with you until they're not cool with you anymore. 
And I'm like, and that's the scary. You know what? Scary Let me. I was like, Grandpa, I'm only gonna come when the family comes. Yeah. Uh, because if shit pop off, my mama a goon. <laughs> my auntie a goon. Look, my mom. Let me tell you, my mom called Greece when I didn't call her <laughs> before when I didn't let her know that I was getting on a cruise in the Mediterranean. <laughs> she was like, my daughter did not call me. I haven't talked to her in like two days. She called Greece. Oh, my God. She called the she called the country of Greece <laughs> and then and had them dispatch to the cruise ship that she knew. Oh, I was my God. Oh that, my gosh. That then called my professor that I was on the trip <laughs> with. And he just came and found me and was like, Your mom's on the phone. <laughs> it's like, Look, hi. my mom would do some shit like that. I love my mother. I do. I do. But this bitch is crazy. My mother, my grand, now, my, like I said, my grandfather lives way out in nowhere. One day when my grandfather didn't answer his phone for three days straight, three days, okay? Uh-huh. Mind you, the man is fixing up the house. He's he's fixing up the yards. He's fixing up the indoors. He's always like renovating the house nonstop when he's down there, right? So, and then he, you know, there are days when he just wants to cool out, as he calls it. He likes to cool out and just listen to some jazz and read a book, right? Yeah. So my mother, not hearing from him for three days, calls everybody. Says, "Have you heard from him?" We all say, "No." Blah blah blah. She called the police. And I, they don't have a police station out there. They have a they have the county sheriff. Yeah. She called the sheriff's office and had the sheriff drive all the way out to my grandfather's house to do a welfare check on him. Wow. He was like, Yeah, I know they called. I didn't want to answer. I am 76 years old. Leave me the fuck alone. <laughs> And like, I'll be real. What did we all do when when phones weren't really a thing? A thing, like, like what? What are you gonna do? Send a send a messenger horse every fucking day? Yeah, like just hope for the best, because if anything's happening, that messenger's not gonna get there in time. Right? Like my black ass would be like, look, I know there are days. I remember one time when I was living in Raleigh, my family annoyed the fuck out of me. <laughs> one time that annoyed the fuck out of me i didn't answer my phone for four days four days my mother sent my sister-in-law to my house mm. to see if i was alive <laughs> well, Mom, and then again like my grandfather you can tell i am his child <laughs> i said i don't give a fuck I am tired. I just go to work. I come home. Leave me alone. Yeah. I pay my bills. Do you pay them? No. Bye. <laughs> Again, this is just an episode of me complaining. <laughs> <laughs> this is just an episode of me complaining because, I mean, I don't know. Some days you want to do heavy shit. Some days you don't. Yeah. That's that's a big one too. Like knowing that you're going to be different day to day to day. Like that is too. no matter how you try to take care of yourself, something's going to like one day, you're not even going to have a reason why like you're just going to be. And, and that's something that I also had to 
to unlearn from my grandparents as well. Like, because my grandparents and my mom, they were very much mm-hmm. like, you got to go to work every day and on the weekends you can do whatever. I'm like, girl, you know, sometimes it's not always about going to work and coming home and cooking dinner and doing what you have to do. Sometimes, sometimes it's like, sometimes you have to take off work on a Wednesday. Yeah. Go get your hair did. Mm-hmm. Go go to that special Krispy Kreme that's hidden. Yep. And the, if the hot sign's on, it's real. It's on I, site. I really appreciate my job because there's a lot of there's a we got like a hundred people that work there, right? And it's not like a death defining job. Like it's not, like it's just food, y'all. <laughs> so yeah. when it's cool that. At least with that, I feel comfortable to say, hey, I need to take a mental health day. Yeah, no, I, mean, I, I cannot come in today. It's not going to be productive for me, for you. And if you want me to be good for the rest of the week, you're going to let me have this day. <laughs> like, yeah, no, I get that because my job, my, my boss definitely understands me needing to have a mental health day. Mm-hmm. Um, and he's really chill about it. And he understands that he's cool, and not for nothing. It's usually like, even on a regular day, I do more than normal sometimes because, like, I yeah. just do stuff from home. Because, like, some days I do get bored when I get home, mm-hmm. and then can do more work. And I, and I also love my job, so it doesn't hurt that I like doing more work for my job. Yeah, but it's also I'm one of the lucky few because I love my job. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I'm also, like, very happy with what I do. So, like, I get That's to, from, me working from home sometimes, it's like, okay, cool. But I'm also going to take a mental health day, bitch. I don't know what you thought. Yeah. There's a new horror show called Them. Have you heard that? Not one? watching it. I Not don't need to it? watch any more Black Pain. Oh, it's very Black Painful. So, yeah. I'm not watching any more Black Pain. I I waited for everyone else to give me a review. And Before I started, well, also because Lino Waste for me is a touch and go. Like some things are great, some things are not. So yeah. like, give me a review first. Mm-hmm. But then it was once you start, once people started telling me it was black pain, I was like, I don't need this fight now. It really is too. It is not. It does not take care. <laughs> and Marseille just started a production company saying no black pain. I know the baby. When you come into my office, and I love that period <laughs> that's it that's it so um, it's, it's yeah. real it's real it, but i'm just like i watched I can't a watch that. film last night on netflix called i think it's the distant two distant strangers and i just all i saw was a black couple in in bed and it looked like they were laughing and i was like this is cu- this looks cute i didn't read the synopsis and all I and the only thing other thing I saw was it said uh, 2021 Oscar nominee. And I was like, oh, cool. Black people clicked on it, was watching it. I was like, oh, oh, oh. And then all of a sudden I was like, and it was an interesting, it was an interesting thing. Um, it was very well done, but of course it was. Um, but I'm like, of course, this gets the uh, gets an Oscar nod because black pain again (laughs) but it was um it was this guy he is 
comic book artist. He wakes up next to a girl that he met at, at somewhere he went on a date with. He wakes up to her. Um, he has to get back home to his dog. And so he leaves her, her apartment and he takes out a cigarette and a cop comes up to him what you got there he's like smoking a cigarette it smells more like a more than a cigarette to me and he's like I don't know what, what to tell you like this is a cigarette I can't can't speak for your nostrils and cop pins him down other cops join shoots him he wakes he wakes up again in um in the girl's bed and it's a time loop so he tries different things because he remembers what he did the last time. So he's trying different things and he keeps getting killed. And like, he's like, we're just going to have to stay in this time loop. And there's no like resolve. I was hoping that because she mentions having a gun. I'm spoiling this for you because I know you're not going to watch it. <laughs> I'm not going to watch it because so. <laughs> I don't I don't have time for black pain. I was like, if he doesn't get her gun and just shoot this cop, (laughs) because I know that that's not going to be the end of it. Like, you know, no matter what we do. And you want to see him succeed. Yes. He got so close because there was this one part um, where he, his, so she was like, have you tried talking to him? So he goes right up to him. He's like, Officer Merck. And he talks to him and he's like, hey, man, this is what's going to happen. He points out that he he's like this person, this guy on the skateboard, he's about to he's about to bite it. That girl's about to take a selfie in like two seconds, like showing him that he knows what's going to happen. And the cop is like, what? Like, that's what I'm doing. Wow. Get like he's like he's like, so what what do you like? What do you need from me? And he's like can't you just take me home, man? Make sure I get home. And he gets in the cop car. They're driving. They have a whole conversation. And they shake hands in the alleyway. And he's walking down. And the cop just starts clapping his hands like, that was a fun one. Because he knows they're in the time loop. Ends up killing him again. You know what? No. Yeah. No. Yeah. No. He was no. this close too. Like you see the dog waiting at the door. And I'm like, please just let him get his dog. <laughs> oh my God. I might have to put this part in because this just fucked me up. Yeah. That it I was like, this is not what I was expecting to watch this evening. I thought I was watching Black Joy. You know what is Black Joy though? Have you seen Uncorked on Netflix? Yes. Yes. I love that movie. Yes, you know what I, you know what I watched again, the new the new part uh, the new season for Family Reunion just dropped last week. Family Reunion with Loretta Devine and Tia Maui. Oh, the one I like. Yeah. <laughs> hmm. I won't I say. Mean, I, in case I also I'm like Todd Maui. <laughs> I also like Todd Maui. I do too. He he's fine. He's fine. He's good. I'm just saying. Uh huh. And the I youngest like... one. Yeah, the they're the brother. Yeah, some other T Maui. 
Don't other Tavion. Yeah. Tia and Tavion did a um a cooking show, cooking episode one time, and it was the cutest thing. He's so, so cute. So you know. That I mean, I've been watching. I've been watching some Black Joy. I did. I did a rewatch of uh, the Carmichael show. I just love Loretta Divine. So, like anything mm. she's in, I'm a watch I and rewatch. Yes, she she's just so warm and welcoming, and she reminds you of like somebody you know. Yes, we all know somebody who is just that level of Christian, just that level of country, mm-hmm. just that exact amount of loving. Mm-hmm. And just that sensual as a woman. <laughs> Love it. Love her. Oh, my God. So, yes. anyway, so now we come to the part of the show where we've gone through a lot today. This is a very interesting episode. I don't know where this is going to land, but I'm with it. <laughs> Me too. <laughs> I'm with it. Um, so now I've come to a point where I have to ask you a very important question. Mm-hmm. Um, it is not life or death, but it is important <laughs> to who? Me. <laughs> okay. Mm-hmm. So, Alon, homie, the booty, the booty, tat <laughs> tat tat, booty, 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 booty. You're giving me way too much credit. You got booty. Department. You got booty. It needs lift. I need to do some squats because it. You doesn't- got booty. Thanks. That's why I couldn't. That's why every time I saw you, I would look at you like, "Damn, sis, you got booty." <laughs> so, um, Alon, why are you canceled this week? <laughs> why would I be canceled if I were to be on this show? <laughs> I have a hard time because this is my shit. Because I currently listen to the 2020 experience. <laughs> you know, I knew you knew better to, than to come on here. So, so if it but makes you said it, it better, if it makes it any better. You said it. If it makes it any better, though. I mean, but like, that's that would be a reason to cancel me, right? To listen to but I want you to make it better. Try to make it better. Try to make it better, please. It was. It wasn't that I intentionally went to the album and listened to it. I listened to it via a playlist that was already made. It was called Daily Mix One, and it had uh, Strawberry Bubblegum on it. And I just like this on Spotify. Mellow, 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 mellow did you did you follow the Spotify Daily Mix One? I followed Daily yes. Mix too. But this just well, makes it me... keeps switching. So the songs that were on Daily Mix One ended up on Daily Mix Three like four days later. And because I went back to Daily Mix One and it was completely different. Like it was more. Yeah, because it's a like different mix for the day. Yeah, but it was like, but like, are they numbered because like four was four days ago? <laughs> I or think it's numbered ago? by different daily mixes for each day i don't know i don't know but okay. because i i mean i have because i do have a playlist uh that i follow daily mix two mm-hmm. and plain white tees comes up all the time yeah so but it's a different plain white tea songs on there all the time yeah but um and then i have like another i have my uh my super soft bitch uh playlist because i made it for my super soft birthday party oh. and it's got everything it's got it's got chain hang low. Ooh. 
It's got um, it's got with you by Jessica Simpson. Oh wow! I got a little bit of the. You want, you're Spotify. I Spotify. I Spotify. Yeah. Well, you need to send me the send me your playlists. I'm gonna send you one of my playlists. I might send you the um. I might send you the this is weird playlist. <laughs> That's a weird playlist. My super soft bitch one though it it resonates with a lot of different people because it has everything from it has Earth Wind and Fire. And the Kim Possible theme song. On the same playlist? On the same playlist. I love it when things coexist, okay? <laughs> but, uh, I mean, your, your reasoning for canceled, for being canceled is you knew that you came into the podcast. You knew you said it. You knew you what you were going to say. So I'm going to let you live in your, in your knowing this. Mm-hmm. I was listening. Um, I was like, oh. Finn would be very disappointed. I remember when I canceled Justin Bieber, <laughs> I listened to um, One Less Lonely Girl one more time, and then I was done. You know, you know another one Another one I wanted to say was, I do not, I'm, I'm going to preface it with, I do not listen to R. Kelly. I do not. And it doesn't even like, certain songs don't even really warm my soul but there's this one part of a song that i can't seem to shake whenever oh there's a trigger word and and when i hear that's that on that i hear i pull up dip low with the feather with the wheels but it looks like that's that and i can't stop it i'm like alone you know how dare you slip like this? Because <laughs> you know, know you're Robert not listening Robert to R. Kelly. Kelly. It's like just Robert you Kelly know that it's hell. we all have lyrics that we have stuck in our head, right? Yeah. Like for me, um, you remember you you've heard uh you've heard Wow I Can Get Sexual Too by Say Anything, right? And it's that part of the song where it's like I called her on on the phone and she touched herself. I laughed myself to sleep. I don't know that I know this. And every time I hear I called her on the phone or I called her, even just I called her or him, I automatically hear I laughed myself asleep and my brain, like, it knows it's a problematic lyric. (laughs) Like when I hear the word booty hole, I hear that song by Say Ocean, show me your booty hole. And I automatically jump to, show me your booty hole, oh! And then it's like, I have problems. <laughs> <laughs> but why am I often hearing the word booty hole? That's the question. What kind of what kind of conversation are we having where the word booty hole comes up? I mean, for you, I feel like it's not that wild. <laughs> Uh, have been had. Honestly, booty hole is not like a that's not a wild thing to talk about. <laughs> booty hole isn't that wild. We all have them and we all have a reason to talk about it. Whether it's uh, you know, the diet that whatever whatever your diet is, not that not like being on a diet, but whatever your like eating habits are, might affect said booty hole. Right. I mean, we all have a booty hole, and let's be real, it's nothing to write home about. But sometimes you gotta write to your homie about it. 
you need somebody to be like, well, wasn't your booty hole doing this particular thing the last time that you did? Exactly. It's like exactly. your diary, you know, somebody holding you and your booty hole accountable. And that's real because my diary was not holding me accountable. I felt like I, I was dug. Write in my diary. <laughs> I felt like I was dug at one point. I used to write in my diary every like every day for like six months, and then I realized I ain't doing none of this shit. What is it for? I'm not even reading the back. You know who ended up reading it? My grandfather read it one day. Oh no! Years later, and he was like, "So, hmm, you how long did you think you liked boys?" I was like, "Oh, that was a conversation. That was before I came out to your ass. Whatever." I wrote about that one guy I had a crush on in fourth grade, from fourth grade all the way to now. I don't have a crush on him anymore. I've gotten over that. I've I've grown up. He is not. He's still cute, though, but nah, I'm fine. Yeah. I'm fine. At least he's still cute. At least I can say my crush is still cute. (laughs) Most of y'all niggas got ugly ass crushes. My middle school crush is fine. Hmm. Still, I had two crushes. I saw a picture of him, and I was like, "You still cute." (laughs) I had two crushes in middle school, right? One was this beautiful girl, and the one was this fine ass boy. Mm -hmm. I had crushes on both of them in middle school and in high school, and I'm like (laughs) friends with the girl, right? Yeah. How about they had a baby together? (gasps) Shut up. And both of them are still fine as fuck. Shut up. Oh my God. Bitches don't be thinking I don't know shit. I knew who the baby daddy was. I know things. (laughs) I can see it in that child's eyes. I knew. Look at that child's forehead. Same forehead as daddy. (laughs) Ain't nobody in this part of town got that baby forehead. Except for his daddy. Ooh. But like. You know, at least my question with you, y'all, good luck. Good luck. Okay, we're going to close out because this is going to be I am high. Yeah. Um, And I also really want to eat my leftover cookie cake. Ooh, yes, cookie I got myself a cookie cake yesterday. Ooh, cookie cake. In celebration of getting my second, uh, my second shot for the... Oh, for the vaccine so i was like i'm gonna go to insomnia cookie and give me a cookie cake and i'm gonna eat it yeah Yeah, i I treated myself is it like a regular like chocolate chip cookie cake or yeah regular chocolate chip cookie cake got some icing on it did it say happy pfizer finn (laughs) first of all i'm a moderna gal oh moderna i'm a moderna gal how are you feeling did you get any like little 24 hour thing no not yet nothing came in yet no, oh, is that you got it yesterday? You got it yesterday. Okay. Well, at this point, I don't think you're going to feel anything. <laughs> we'll see how this goes. We'll see how this goes. I hope you don't. Uh, I I didn't feel anything either on my second one. I got it on Saturday, and I think the most I felt was like Sunday night for like two or three hours. I had a, a slight chill and a headache, and then it passed. I went to sleep. I woke up fine. Okay, like, we'll see how this goes. Cause my yeah. black ass is. We'll see how this goes. If this um, <laughs> if there's if, if there's no follow up episode after this, <laughs> we know how it went. <laughs> <laughs> well, drink plenty of water, and you being high probably helps a lot. 
<laughs> I'm drinking plenty of water. I'm smoking. Yeah. I also have a uh, pineapple mango juice. Ooh. Okay. Um, I also got me. Uh, I got me some food. I got me some food. Maybe I'll have some. Maybe I'll have some rice and string beans tonight. I really am into like. Um, I'm just eating a lot of rice lately. Mm. And just vegetables, just rice and vegetables all the time now. Okay. All right. Um, I don't know where this is going, but I'm not nobody vegetarian because I do. I am probably going to make some shrimp or, or or steak this weekend. All right. Or both. Shrimp, steak, shrimp, steak, steak, steak. I don't know. But I'm gonna have me something. I don't know. I'm gonna have me something. I'm gonna have me something. I made anyway. some steak. I made like this like pot roast. It was like uh a beef, big beef. I don't know what kind of cup it was. I put it in the crock pot with some Asian stuff up in there. Give me some give me some beef mm-hmm. or some kind of seafood. And mm-hmm. I end up I always end up dating guys who have shellfish allergies. I have an issue with that. <laughs> So I, I gotta find me a man who doesn't have a shellfish allergy. Um, I'm just saying that'd be great if you know how to cook too. That'd be even better. I'm not cooking every day. Okay. You know, so, just like the skill to feed yourself. It's a real thing. You need to know how to feed yourself so you ain't gotta be ordering out all the damn time. Like just don't 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 be doing things because you know you're gonna have to have a skill to have a partner someday. Just have that skill for yourself, period. Exactly. Please. <laughs> you're gonna have to feed please. yourself, you're gonna have to do your laundry, you're gonna have to learn how to pay your bills, all that stuff. Just go ahead and learn it. Learn that the bleach it for more than just your clothes. Okay. You can learn that fabuloso comes in multiple sizes. <laughs> All right. I'm just saying, these are important facts of life. You have to learn how to do them. Um, learn how to test the oil in your car. You might not know how to change the oil, but you can learn how to test it. You just take the stick out. Is it black? How far does it go up the thingamajiggy? The thingamabob? The thingamabob. There's a line. Did it There's cross it? Is it under? You should probably, That's it. You should probably check That's that out. That's it. You need oil. You, you, sh- you should know how to replace a toilet seat. It's not hard to replace a toilet seat. Mm-mm. Basic things, okay? And you can it if you don't know how to do it. I understand not knowing how to do something, but like never, tr- never trying it out, like figuring out how to do it. I was gonna figure out how to <laughs> how to change my oil, how to um, change my brakes. I'm glad See, somebody talked me out of it, but. <laughs> Good. <laughs> but I did, well, I always ended up, when I was living in Carolina, I always ended up dating mechanics. Isn't that nice? I always ended up dating a dude who was either a mechanic or knew how to do some mechanical shit. <laughs> so, like, um, so, like, niggas would, like, be, I'd be like, babe, I got a problem. And one of the niggas I was dating would be like, oh, fix this. And then I'd be like, huh? And he'd be like, all right, I'll go with you to the, to the, to the mechanic. We'll talk it out. See how much you're going to cost. you good to go. Yeah. Um, but that was when, you know, I was living there. Now, the niggas I date don't even know how to read a bus schedule. I don't even... I can't. <laughs> I'm really... I'm, I'm changing my dating habits now. Do you know how to read a bus schedule? 
learn how to read a bus schedule you cook <laughs> learn how to uh, learn how to you know take care of yourself um stop internalizing homophobia mm. but that's real that's how we have gay hoteps we need we have too many of them we have too many gay hoteps that is not a phrase anybody should be uttering like that's the intersectionality that i can't rock with <laughs> It was like gays for Trump, blacks for Trump, gay blacks for Trump. <laughs> um, is, it, look, I have not met no a gay sense. black for Trump. If I meet a gay black for Trump, I'm done. I will, I will, I will shut up. What I will. What for? What is that for? It's not for anyone. It's not for you either. Like. Yes. At this point, you're just trying to put somebody off <laughs> at this point. You just gave up <laughs> real fast. <laughs> yeah. You said I chose violence in the worst manner. <laughs> all right, let's get out of here. Manner. Let's get out of here. All right, all right. <laughs> all right, all right. Uh, thank you for joining me. This has been an interesting talk. <laughs> yeah, it went a, it went a little bit everywhere. <laughs> it went a little bit everywhere, but then like, what is the conversation with Finn if it's not? everywhere or, or oh. tangent queen <laughs> oh my god thank god i'm not in hotep mode today you better thank zeus i ain't in a hotep mood actually you better you better thank you better you better thank persephone so for you're, this the, shit. you're the queer hotep that we that we were just talking about <laughs> nah <laughs> you just have because I, have, I i'm the reverse of the hoteps Okay, like you know how the hotel be anti-gay, anti-black sometimes, anti-angry white people. Yep. I'm, I'm the hotel that is like, be gayer, be louder. You better marry that white man. Like, you know, be blacker if you want to. You love you and be happy. So you're the pato, but the not. Pateau. But the reverse hotel. <laughs> okay, I, I got what you were going with that. I don't like if you say it any other way though, like you have to enunciate that or everybody's gonna be like, so you're a pedo? <laughs> so never mind. <laughs> never mind. Can't with you. <laughs> so I'm let's a just shorten it and just call it petty, which means you're petty towards hoteps, meaning you're gonna be the opposite and be like, everybody deserves um a seat at the table everybody instead of the table. just uh black six cisgender men who want to sit at a table and have their wives standing up <laughs> standing up expecting you to remove their jacket expecting you to serve them and take off their shoes for them bitch who do you niggas think they is just real quick i feel bad for all the women who think they have to put up with a dude that doesn't drink water who plays video games all day and who probably smells because he don't take a shower every day either <laughs> i feel bad for them i know a lot of them uh-huh you know i would i know a few people who ain't shit and i would like i would prefer for them to not to be at least playing video games so i can be like okay at least your ain't shit involves you having a strategy because you learn strategy playing video games. Yo mm -hmm. ain't shit. This is you running them streets. What are you good for? Yeah. 
What are you good for? Sorry, that was a very personal attack on somebody that I'm related to. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, so this had been already canceled with Finn. This had been a very fun, wild, crazy episode. I want to thank you for coming. Thank you for having me. And I'm not singing at the end this weekend. There's no singing this weekend. This this (laughs) time. Um... You can bask in knowing that you don't have to hear me trying to sing badly anymore, at least for the rest of the week. (laughs) Bye!